Welcome to The Scientist Speaks, a podcast produced by the Scientist Creative Services team. Our podcast is by scientists and for scientists. Once a month, we bring you the stories behind newsworthy molecular biology research. This episode is brought to you by ATCC. ATCC offers the scientific community credible biological products, advanced model systems, and high-quality services that support complex research in a variety of innovative applications, resulting in incredible achievements in basic science, drug discovery, translational medicine, and public health. They provide well-characterized cells and reagents for the exploration of aging to include human and animal cell lines, human primary cells, mesenchymal stem cells, induced pluripotent stem cells, neural progenitor cells, feeder cells, mouse ESLs, and media and reagents that support the growth, expansion, and differentiation of these cells. The search for a fountain of youth is as old as time itself. Once the plot line of mythical lore, scientists are increasingly joining this quest coming closer to solving the mystery of healthy aging. Stem cells, the body's regenerative reservoir, may hold the key to understanding organ rejuvenation. As they age, stem cells lose their ability to divide, which affects the regeneration and function of many organs, including the brain. Cognitive decline, one of the hallmarks of the aging brain, is associated with neuroinflammation and a reduction in the pool of neural stem cells that normally divide and generate new neurons in the adult brain. Tricking the body into mimicking a fasting state decreases neuroinflammation and slows cognitive decline through various mechanisms, and researchers are questioning the role that neural stem cells play in this process. In this episode, Iris Kulbatsky from the Scientist Creative Services team spoke with Walter Longo, a professor of gerontology and biological sciences at the University of Southern California and the director of the USC Longevity Institute, to learn more. Long-lived individuals tend to reach their golden years in relatively good health. Aging gracefully has a strong genetic component, but researchers continue to discover how lifestyle factors, including diet, are critical for promoting healthy aging and preventing age-related diseases. Modern-day humans who follow a typical Western diet are overfed and undernourished. Metabolically, they no longer resemble ancestors for whom sustenance was not always plentiful and fluctuating periods of food abundance and scarcity was common. Diabetes, inflammation, cognitive decline, and other age-related diseases associated with Western lifestyles were practically unheard of, in part because people didn't live as long. Walter Longo and his team are studying whether a diet that mimics such periods of fasting can provide a metabolic reset that protects against aging. They would also like to know whether stem cells are activated to promote organ regeneration. Longo's search for the fountain of youth began when he was a youth himself. Since my second year in college, I thought this was the greatest thing. I always loved the combination of doing great science, but also medicine. just thought that there was nothing that could beat the longevity aging field in those two domains. I was in search for something that I really was passionate about and I had fun doing. I actually came from a music background. I was a jazz performance major. When I started thinking that there was more fun than jazz and even rock, then I knew that it was the thing for me. I think a lot like a musician, a composer, right? Longo's sustained interest in healthy aging allows him to apply concepts from his earlier work across various organ systems and disease states to create a holistic perspective. He uses the recurring scientific themes of his work, metabolic imbalance, inflammation, free radicals, cellular toxicity, and stem cells, like musical chords, to compose new research questions about the fundamental principles of aging. 
He is now riffing off decades of his own research to understand the aging brain. We know, for example, diabetes almost doubles the chance of developing Alzheimer's. Why is diabetes so important to accelerate Alzheimer's incidence? Maybe there's a systemic problem that has been ignored. 20 years ago, in my postdoc studies, we had shown superoxide and peroxynitrite free radical being very toxic at the cellular level. They could be at the center of neuronal damage, maybe generated by microglia or other cells. 20 years went by, and the idea was, can we look more into the role of this reactive oxygen species into brain aging and Alzheimer's, particularly in the Alzheimer models? Inflammation and oxidative stress contribute to the hallmarks of Alzheimer's disease, including neuronal damage, amyloid beta protein deposits, and microglia activation. When activated, microglia, the brain's resident immune cells, perpetuate further neuronal damage by producing inflammatory cytokines and toxic free radicals such as nitric oxide, superoxide, and peroxynitrite. Low-calorie diets and various fasting regimens are known to improve health and longevity by addressing some of these destructive pathways, but are challenging to adhere to because of how restrictive they are. For example, one of the regimens requires consuming only water over the course of 24 to 72 hours. Over 10 years ago, at USC Norris Cancer Centers, we started trials using fasting and chemotherapy and realized very quickly that nobody wanted to do water-only fasting, neither the patients nor the oncologists. So then we went back to the National Cancer Institute and the National Institute on Aging and got funded to develop fasting-mimicking diets. In mice and even in people, we can match or certainly get very close to the water-only fasting using the fasting-mimicking diet. The fasting-mimicking diet provides nutrients through low-calorie, low-protein, and high-unsaturated fat food options for intermittent periods of time in between which normal feeding occurs. In addition to improving metabolism and promoting cellular protection, the fasting-mimicking diet also influences stem cells. Longo's earlier studies on other organ systems such as the pancreas, gut, and hematopoietic system showed that stem cells are activated during the fasting period and produce progenitor cells or functional differentiated cells during the normal feeding period. This led him to eventually consider whether the same phenomena may occur in the brain, because neural stem cells in a specific region of the brain called the hippocampus decline dramatically with age. The hippocampus plays a key role in memory formation and is also one of the first brain regions damaged by Alzheimer's disease. The idea is to trick the system into responding as if it was receiving only water. We were particularly looking at certain markers, IGF-1, IGF-PV-1, glucose, and ketone bodies. The community in general feels it at the very center of a fasting response. If IGF-1 is down, BP-1 is up, ketone bodies are up, and, and glucose is down, you're probably in a fasting response. Longo and his team used genetically engineered mouse models of Alzheimer's disease to test whether the fasting-mimicking diet can slow cognitive decline through various mechanisms including augmenting neuroinflammation, metabolism, and neural stem cell production. Twice a month, mice who were destined to develop symptoms and neuropathology similar to Alzheimer's disease completed cycles of the fasting-mimicking diet. Longo and his team used various cognitive tests for learning and short and long-term memory to determine whether the Alzheimer's mice that adhered to this feeding regimen fared better than those who received a standard diet of rodent chow only. For example, mice were tested for their ability to explore and navigate a maze. 
The researchers also assessed amyloid beta levels in the mice's brains, as well as markers of neuroinflammation and neural stem cell proliferation and differentiation. They found that mice on the fasting-mimicking diet had better cognition, fewer amyloid beta deposits, less microglia activation and neuroinflammation, and more markers for neural stem cell regeneration. An enzyme that catalyzes the production of reactive oxygen species played a key role in mediating neuroinflammation and neuropathology. When this enzyme was eliminated, the mice fared better. In the Alzheimer models, these fasting mimicking refining cycles protect the brain in different ways. These fasting responses are causing a true metabolic reprogramming in the brain. We are seeing so many different pathways affected, systemic effects combined with brain-specific effects and metabolism can ameliorate and potentially even reverse some of these degenerative processes. Lots of neuroinflammatory genes going up and the expression of many of those being reversed by the fasting-making diet. NADPH oxidase is a superoxide generating enzyme. Without the NADPH oxidase, the effect of the Alzheimer mutation is a lot milder. We have shown that the level of microglia was also lower. Maybe superoxide is controlling microglia, consistent with what we have shown 20 years ago in cell models where superoxide reacting with nitric oxide was making lots of peroxynitrite. This peroxynitrite now could travel from microglia to neurons and really had devastating effects on neurons. It was good to see that this central role for a superoxide carried over to the in vivo brain model. So is it possible that at the, at the center of this disease is in fact a very specific pathway to Tanzi and others have also been looking at this? Could this have to do with microglia or, or macrophages that are starting to attack junk in the belief that it is an antigen of some type? Superoxide peroxynitride, that is the very specific molecule normally used to kill invaders, is now potentially central in the development of one of our scariest diseases. As far as the role of neural stem cells in cognition is concerned, Longo believes they are beginning to crack that code as well. Although researchers have limited information about the precise mechanisms at play. Others have shown that fasting triggers stem cell proliferation in other organ systems, such as the gut, immune system, and hematopoietic system, activating their latent regenerative potential. Longo has an interesting hypothesis about the way neural stem cells in the brain may one day be harnessed to overcome Alzheimer's pathology, which he draws from his previous senescence, the process by which aging cells lose their ability to divide, is connected to the process by which aging cells lose their ability to divide. The process by which aging cells lose their ability to divide may contribute to their failed attempt at regenerating the aging brain, and that fasting may kickstart the system again. We did see an increased level of neural stem cells, and we believe that may be part of the improvements that we see, but it's very, very difficult to prove. For now, we can just say that the neural stem cells are activated and higher in number, and we don't know if there's enough that are made to replace damaged neurons. Potentially, the superoxide and the peroxynitrite could have a dual role, one maybe stimulating stem cell activation, one doing lots of damage if in high intoxic levels. I'd uh, describe for the gut uh, something that we call regenerative inflammation. And so in lots of these markers, even in the brain that we see going up in this Alzheimer model, 
they're really trying to stimulate regeneration, but they're not able to. Maybe there is regenerative potential, but something is missing to allow this regenerative potential to go on, and, and it just turns into chronic and damaging inflammation. We're looking at stem cell senescence in multiple systems. We have to immune cells and we cancer cells. And there seems to be this ability of the starvation refeeding cycles to target preferentially damaged cells. This would make sense. Right? We know this happening during development where the good cells and the bad cells are separated and the bad cells are killed preferentially. Is it possible that during starvation, the senescent stem cells may be targeted for destruction? Could it be that all organisms were, were starving regularly until a couple hundred years ago? And now for the first time, we're getting this very long lifespan, but we're not fasting anymore. Longo and his team are investigating whether the cognitive impairments seen in mice are true for humans as well. His current study generated preliminary data for Alzheimer's patients as part of an ongoing clinical trial of the fasting mimicking diet. So far, Longo and his team have shown that the intervention is safe and feasible, and they continue to track the patients to determine whether the fasting mimicking diet is improving their cognitive function. Longo believes that if this is the case, at least some of the changes seen in the mouse model, such as fewer amyloid beta deposits, less microglia activation and neuroinflammation, and more neural stem cell proliferation, may hold true for humans as well. He also believes that nutrition is the closest thing we have to a fountain of youth. If you look at a world that has only like 25% metabolic syndrome or prediabetes, and in the United States, 72% overweight and obese, and Europe is over 50%, it's pretty obvious that the scientific community has to push for um, a, a nutritional revolution. I'm all for lots of discoveries of drugs and things that are even more interesting, but if we want to do something about healthy aging and health span, the most powerful anti-aging intervention are nutritional ones. In addition to looking at targeted intervention, it's probably good to start thinking about much wider acting interventions with the knowledge that diabetes is a risk factor for Alzheimer's, you know, looking at different receptors, the leptin receptor, the IGF-1 receptor, the insulin receptor in the brain. I think it's going to be central for lots of uh, diseases, not just uh, Alzheimer's. And, and I think stem cells are going to be at the very center of that finding out ways to regenerate the brain. That's a billion-dollar question, exploring much more you know, evolutionary biology and the uh, programs that are already there to regenerate parts of organs. In the fight against time, Longo continues to draw from a deep well of curiosity and commitment to patients. His passion for using dietary interventions to influence stem cell-based regeneration may hold the key to promoting human longevity. Longo's research demonstrates how resilient the human body is and gets to the root of correcting disease. It also taps into fundamental biological questions of existence. Data is great, but if I can also solve somebody's problem, that's even better. To this day, I think nothing has changed compared to 30 years ago when I started my PhD. Something we've been discussing for decades is aging program, right? Is it possible that we're programmed to age and die? If such a program exists, controlled periods of starvation may be just the thing to hack the system and allow us a prolonged drink from the wellsprings of youth. Thank you for listening to The Scientist Speaks. This episode was produced by the Creative Services Team for The Scientist and narrated by Iris Kulowski. 
Thanks again to ATCC for sponsoring this episode. Please join in next month as we learn about the neurobiology of language. To keep up to date with this podcast, follow The Scientist on Facebook and Twitter. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.